When you're an entrepreneur with a great idea, it can be daunting to find funding. Startup Raven takes the process out of your hands by helping entrepreneurs connect and learn about potential investors all in one place without any long-filled forms or thousand questions. Sign up for early access at StartupRaven.com. Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome everybody to another interview in our series with uh, the European Enterprise Network Hessen and Hessen Trade and Invest. Today I would like to welcome Martin, the founder of AR Check. Hey, how you doing? Hi there, nice to meet you. Totally my pleasure. It's great to have you here. And the interesting thing is you are the founder of an Augmented reality, AR startup, applying AI, but in a field I would never have thought of. That is pretty interesting. And that's why you are here today, our enabler. This recording is supported by Hessen Trade and Invest and the Enterprise Europe Network. These organizations have made tremendous contributions to helping startup businesses succeed and thrive, providing a range of services from helping to find grants to ongoing partnerships. By taking advantage of these resources, startup companies can network and develop innovative strategies for success on the international stage. The dedicated support of HDAI and the Enterprise Europe Network is paramount in providing startup businesses with the tools for lasting success. Look for our dedicated sub-podcast in partnership with them called Tech Startups Germany and or look on our link tree. Martin, now that we do have that out of the way, I may tell our audience, yes, your startup is from Hessen, the area around Frankfurt, one of the states of Germany. Um, you are in AR and AI, but Actually, you are not a techie by heart. How did you end up in an AR startup? Well, uh, it was by chance, actually. So uh, I, I never, I never had the intention to 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 uh, open a startup. Uh, actually, I, I'm from the cleaning business, and um, I, I uh, worked in the cleaning business for about now 25 years. And when I started in like uh, in the year '97. I was working uh, for a company uh, where I uh, I, um, I started to organize uh, cleaning contracts for for my customer, uh, and um, that's that's actually how I got in touch with with the cleaning business. Uh, it wasn't actually my purpose, but uh, sometimes uh, uh, things happen like this. And but but I but I was fascinating by by the cleaning business, and it was very interesting for me to uh, um, to to like um, see how this works, how the processes work, and uh, I had so much ideas uh, to like Im improve the processes, you know. And um, so I quite fast found out that uh, my strengths lays in. A, a, uh, um, in uh, like uh, improving um, methods and processes to like uh, optimize um, 
cleaning tasks and uh, whatever has to do with it. So um, uh, this was actually my passion. And uh, a few years later, I founded my own cleaning company. Uh, and um, yeah, that's, that's how I actually got into this business. And um, yeah, how did I come up with, with this kind of technology and to connect it with cleaning? That's uh, actually the uh, interesting question. So um, I was I was looking for a solution for a software solution for my own company, and I was visiting uh, uh, all different uh, um, um, fairs uh, in the whole world, which are specialized in uh, uh, in, in in cleaning. Um, so they're quite popular ones in uh, in Holland, for example. It, uh, I forgot the name right now. I'll, I will find find out in a minute. But it's a it's a huge. Uh, um, it's a huge fair uh, in, in, in Holland and which is also in, uh, in, in Las Vegas and uh, in Italy. And there are some uh, quite big fairs, cleaning fairs in, uh, in, in, um, in China. Um, but wherever I went, uh, there, there, there are specialized um, providers of software solutions. But uh, actually, they they didn't could they they weren't able to solve the the real problem in cleaning business. You know, um, they solve everything around, but the problem is uh, that that they didn't have a solution to um, enable a cleaner who doesn't speak the the language in your land and maybe doesn't know how to clean to make to help him to clean in a proper way. Uh, right from the stand, right away. So um, that's that's what I was actually sh uh, searching for, and I, I couldn't couldn't find a solution. So I decided to uh, figure out something uh, by myself. And uh, so what I did is I I um, I, I was searching uh, uh, and and projecting uh, an own system, and um, so. Uh, after a time, I, I found out that that it is that that it is possible to do something, uh, but there wasn't a technology on the market. It was on the market maybe, but I didn't know about it. So I, I had a quite crazy uh, a science fiction idea, but I, I figured out that it's not, it's it's not possible to uh, um, to realize it. So um, actually, it uh, I put it into the draw, and and there it was laying for one year until I was watching TV uh, uh, and there was a program about uh, um, the, the company Google and uh, they talked about the Google Glass. And that's that was, I think, in 2013. And that, that that's the first time uh, I, I came in contact with uh, um, with the augmented reality te technology. Mm -hmm. um, when you've been talking about the cleaning business, we may tell our audience what you actually talking about most people will look around in their apartment yes i would need to clean again but that's actually not what we're going for i mean literally hundreds of people every night go for example into all the high-rise buildings here in frankfurt all the office space and clean it um there are a lot of different buildings out there that need cleaning because nobody lives there but they need to be clean Think about nursing homes, think about hospitals, think about everything from kindergarten to school to university, yada, yada, yada. So that's actually the business we are talking about. And it's really big in Germany, right, Martin? Right. 
Do you have a number how big it is here here in Germany alone? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, first of all, I, I, I just uh, uh, remembered the fair is the interclean. It's quite big. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what I was talking about, and according to the market in Germany, it's a quite big market. So, uh, in 2022, the turnover in Germany was like uh, 22 billion euros, and uh, there are about uh, uh, a little bit less than one million uh, cleaners uh, uh, on the market, and that's about the B2B business. So, there's also the uh, uh, the private business in cleaning, which is also quite huge. Um, uh, I don't know the numbers of that, but um, yeah, and and of course the we have the the worldwide market, which now is about uh, uh, about in uh, three hundred and forty billion euros, and uh, mm-hmm. the market is um, rising quite uh, uh, quite positive. Uh, uh, it's about I I think uh, something about six point two percent per year, and it will be uh, it will be uh, the market will be. In 2030, about it will have a turnover of about 530 billion euros. So it's a quite attractive uh, rising uh, uh, business. We may also tell our audience that this is about like the professional cleaning, meaning there are long-term contracts. There are a lot of people involved. But my understanding right now from the conversations we had before is that you have quite a lot of turnover in terms of employees and not everybody is familiar with cleaning. They just need a job and they go there. And that's actually when your solution comes in, right? Correct, Joe. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, uh, what we have to take in mind is that the the cleaning business is a low budget business. And uh, so um, it's a quite big, um, how you say in English, um, uh, uh, cutthroat competition. Um, and, uh, so everything is about the price. So, uh, the problem is that there's not enough m- money for, for the cleaner to pay the cleaner. So, um, there is a lot of, uh, um, how you say, um, um, it doesn't work how it's supposed to work because there's not mm-hmm. enough money. And the only way to support, uh, to, to do a better cleaning is to support the cleaner. So actually, as we know, and it, it's also like in different countries, uh, uh, in Germany, we have the situation that um, most of the cleaners come from, from other countries and they don't speak very well uh, German. And uh, the cleaning companies actually don't have a lot of time to, uh, to school them, to show them how to clean. And even if you do it in a proper way, you never can be sure that the cleaner, after you left him and trust him that he will do the cleaning in the correct way, uh, that he will do it, uh, do it right. So this causes a lot of uh, quality problems and, uh, uh, and, um, a lot of costs. And, uh, that's mm-hmm. why uh, cleaning is also quite, quite emotional because, uh, uh, customers are quite often unsatisfied and then you have to take care. Then you have to talk to the cleaner and show him how to clean. And, um, so cleaners quite often don't, 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 um, stay in the job quite long and, even if they're sick, you you have to have somebody else who will um, do the cleaning for them. Or when somebody goes uh, on vacation, you need uh, a replacement. Martin, so, sorry, I, I, I have just one question here. Right now, there's rampant um, influenza. Um, there's RSV, there's Corona. And I've heard in the news that there's a record high in people calling it sick. 
can you give us a little example how it really is during influenza season to run such a business and how many people call in uh, sick and how do you get replacements? Uh, well, you know, that, 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 that's a quite, that, that's quite a challenge, you know. Um, so, I mean, we have our system. So when, when, when this happens and we have, uh, uh, how you say downside, right? When with, mm -hmm. with cleaners, uh, we of course, uh, um, um, have to, we have personal so we can like, um, uh, amortize this. Is that how mm -hmm. you say it? I'm not sure. Amortize. Uh, mm -hmm. But the point is actually that uh, um, the problem is not the cleaner. The problem is the missing technology for this, mm -hmm. and uh, that's that's what I what I understood in all this business. Because most most cleaning companies say that the problems are the cleaner, but that's not true. The, the problem is actually the cleaning company and the missing technology to support the cleaner. And mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, that, that's how I I came up with with AR Check because that that is a system which directly supports the cleaner uh, in real time, shows him how to clean with, uh, in, in, uh, in which, um, um, how you say, Reihenfolge, in which... Um, order. In which order, uh, which material, and uh, it also checks uh, the quality in real time. And the savings which can be made by automating these processes through um, hardware and digitalization uh, the the uh, the money saved by this uh, um, can be used to pay even the cleaner much better. So we will we will not have the the downside of uh, missing cleaners. So uh, that's positive also. Mm -hmm. I I've also seen that you can establish some standards. Um, for example, uh, one of your pictures shows somebody wearing, I do believe it's a Hololens, right? Right. A Hololens, and and the picture shows for toilets just only use red cleaning racks, something like this. So um, that makes it easier, like more standardized. Uh, yes. Uh, well, well, you know, um. The, the point is there are codes, there are color codes in, in, in cleaning business. So for example, the red rack uh, is used for toilets and it's supposed to be used only for toilets, not for the, for example, the kitchen or for something else. So, uh, that's another point where, uh, our system is recognizing in real time when somebody uses not the correct, uh, uh, cleaning items. Um, and this, this quite helps, um, to to take care for for a proper cleaning to make proper cleaning uh sure mm -hmm. i see 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 um and 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 can you tell us a little bit the the, the first article i found on you guys with uh with deutsche startups back in 2016 of course i'll link it down here in the show notes can you take us along the journey what you've done since because that is quite some time that are something like almost eight years now and what you've done during that time how how did your product your idea develop and how far are you in the entrepreneurial journey yes indeed that's a quite a long time you know the problem we had is i came up too early with this idea so i stood in front of the question is uh we, we've done a due diligence and we found out it will take about 10 years until uh, the, the right hardware will, will be on the market. So uh, I, I stood in front of the decision to wait like 10 years and to patent the system uh, 10 years later or uh, to be on the safe side and patented it in 2014. 
and uh, wait like 10 years and start the business. And that's actually what we did. So uh, we launched the patents, uh, the first patents in 2014 to save the patents, uh, which was quite smart because uh, already, um, I think about one year later, the first companies tried to patent the same system. So it was quite mm -hmm. uh, a good um, uh, decision to, to make the patents. Uh, so we had to still wait for the hardware and uh, we, 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 we used the time to do some experiments uh, and see what we can actually do with, with, the, uh, with the hardware on the market. But we were quite lucky because um, uh, already after a short time, the first glasses came on the market, which were actually um, uh, usable for, for our prototype, mm -hmm. which was the HoloLens, the one you can see. It's not the exactly the one. It's it's the, the first version. It's the Hololens one, uh, and the one you can see on uh, on our uh, website is the Hololens two. Uh, so we use this opportunity to to build the prototypes based based on these uh, uh, on these glasses, and actually um, that's that's uh, what these glasses are good for. So the future uh, glasses we need to. To totally automate cleaning business, they, they will look a little bit different. That will be another generation of glasses. But the ones you can see on our website, the HoloLens 2, uh, already fabulous works um, for, for the prototype, which shows that what we are looking to do really works. So um, it was quite stunning. It's a little bit comparable like uh, the first uh, cell phones in the 80s, which were quite big and uh, had a weight from... Uh, they, uh, they were like uh, 10 kilograms and you couldn't do much besides, uh, uh, um, you know, talking to, to somebody. Uh, uh, the same thing is right now. So these glasses are in a quite early stage, but we already can see now the new uh, uh, patents on the market and the new systems uh, where we are quite, um, uh, how you say, um, Mm, we're quite excited that the next generation of glasses will be the glasses which which can uh, change the whole market in this business. And um, yeah. I actually had to smile when you were talking about the cell phones. I vividly remember the time when you had a suitcase. You right. needed to talk on the phone. I'm even old enough to remember that at one point, people could only have uh, something like similar to cell phone in the car. So car phone, right. there was that status symbol. Amazing, incredible. You sh you've been so important when you needed one from the company, when you got something installed and they've gotten quite a lot smaller. But my personal understanding right now is the development from those huge car phones that you could only install in cars um, to what we have today to let's say the the iPhone, the first usable smartphone, took quite some time, something like 15, 20 years around that. But my understanding is right now, the augmented reality development goes much faster. Is that right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the time we, we were too early, you know, we had problems to, uh, to uh, make investors understand uh, and convince them that uh, this is the future technology. And we had mm -hmm. quite, we had a quite uh, hard time. Uh, it's a bit uh, comparable uh, at the time when, when, when uh, Jeff Bezos was raising money and uh, he explained his business model and he had to explain to the, to the uh, investors what's what's actually internet they didn't know in these early days and we mm -hmm. had the same problems to to uh, uh to uh, 
make them understand what it is about uh, augmented reality. And uh, so we're now in a time that actually everybody knows about it. You know, everybody sees it and, uh, and, and, and what is, what, what is, I mean, what makes us very happy is that, that now the biggest tech company in the world is, uh, launching the first AR glasses. So we're talking about uh, Apple. And now, uh, everybody actually sees that this is the future and connecting this with, with, uh, with uh, artificial intelligence, uh, allows us to do absolute new systems, new, n- new value chains. And, uh, we can like, uh, um, do things in the cleaning business, which were, uh, before absolutely unthinkable. So, uh, everything is going in the right direction right now, according, uh, mm-hmm. augmented reality and, uh, what we are doing, of course. I see. And, um, can you give us a little idea about the economics? Because my understanding is a HoloLens is right now pretty expensive. And as you've said, the, um, the hourly rates you can charge for your employees cleaning have to be somewhere around 20, 25 years, maybe. Um, so it takes quite a while until you can get something amortized that is, uh, that is something like 3000 years. How are the economics working right now? And what do you see for the future? Well, I tell you what, um, of course, the glasses are quite expensive now. We, we started, uh, mm-hmm. like in 2000 and I believe 16 or 17, the first glasses we had were, it was a Dockery helmet. It was actually a mm-hmm. helmet, you know, with the augmented reality display in front of you. It cost about $21,000. Uh, and uh, after, later, uh, they, uh, we were uh, able to buy the HoloLens number one, the, the first version. Which cost mm-hmm. like five thousand five hundred, and now we have the Hololens two, uh, uh, mm-hmm. which cost about uh, three and a half thousand or three thousand eight hundred euros. Uh, mm-hmm. Besides that, there there are other companies like like Dacry uh, 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 or Wolf, uh, not Dacry, but uh, uh, um, um, I forgot the name now. But uh, whatever. Um, what I can tell you about the pricing, the, uh, I don't know how you say it in English. It's called in German, it's Sekundär und Begleitprozess. So that's the process mm-hmm. which is, uh, which you need to uh, make sure that cleaning happens. Uh, and mm-hmm. this, uh, this, um, needs a lot of money. So, uh, automating these processes can lower the cost extremely. So for example, um, uh, an hour of cleaning uh, in a com- from a company costs about 23 euros right now, something between 22 and 25 euros, uh, the regular cleaning. And mm-hmm. uh, when you use uh, uh, the glasses, uh, even if you use hollow glasses and you pay for the for the license for the IH, RH, uh, AR check license and the uh, uh, the uh, sensors which are needed to uh, stick to the uh, cleaning equipment, right? Uh, uh, you can still lower the price to about something of, uh, to 19 uh, uh, euros to 20 euros, even those high costs, you know. Because you reduce something you would just simply call an overhead. Yeah, that's the overhead. Yeah, yeah, right. That's the overhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the long term, we have to understand uh, um, that... Uh, the new technology as it is today and as we can see what it is uh, capable to do, uh, I believe it's just a question of time that uh, it will be able to um, to provide cleaning 
better than mm -hmm. any cleaning company. So actually, what I'm saying is uh, uh, the future is 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 not uh, not not are not cleaning companies as it was like the last hundred years, but uh, it, it now begins the era of uh, hard and software based cleaning. Yes, will make it better and cheaper. But just to confirm with you, neither you nor me see um, like all the buildings getting cleaned by robots in the next five years. Well, I'm not sure. I don't believe that robots will take over. You know, I've seen the robots, for example, on the Interclean, and I've seen the number one producers of these robots. And one is quite popular in Germany, which is Fraunhofer Institute. They're working on a on a robot as well, and I've seen how it works. You know, it doesn't actually clean properly. It cleans first of all. It cleans very slow. And when it cleans, it leaves marks everywhere. So uh, it does clean, but it's not clean on the end, you know. And I believe, uh, um, and not only me, uh, that that that's the main, um, how you say, uh, um, experts say that uh, it will take quite a long time till cleaning uh, cleaning robots robots will take over uh, the cleaning business. And when it begins, uh, a cleaning robot will be actually expensive as a as a middle uh, um, uh, how's how you say middle cost car. So it will cost about I don't mm -hmm. know like fifty thousand dollars or seventy thousand dollars. It will be in the beginning quite expensive, um, but but it will come. I, I believe so. Yes, today's mm -hmm. today's uh, um, cleaning robots for the floor, the professionals ones, they work quite good. Mm -hmm. Um, do, do you also have something like a small cleaning robot for your personal house, like a vacuum robot? Uh, uh, actually, I don't. <laughs> uh, we, have, we have one in our in our uh, uh, where we where we produce the software. We have one because we are we are uh, trying to connect. We are testing to connect uh, cleaning robots with the glasses. So um, the cleaning robot actually, you know, when the cleaning robots cleans the floor, there are some spaces we where he cannot clean because there are chairs. There are uh, uh, tables and there are some spaces where he cannot reach. And mm -hmm. what we want, what we actually want to do is to can connect uh, uh, AR check with those cleaning robots. Uh, so after the cleaning robot has done his cleaning, uh, you just put on the glasses and you can see the spaces uh, which which have not been cleaned by the cleaning robot. So uh, that's where we I use see. it. Now, now that we do have an understanding, what are the economics? What do you, what you guys are doing? Can you take us a little bit? How far are you on your entrepreneurial journey? So you do have a prototype. I've seen a lot of very interested companies on your website that read out to you and want to work with you. You got, I do believe it's called letter of interest from them. Uh, something like Marriott, Kasha and other companies there, which which I actually find pretty impressive. Plus, you got the German Design Award winner 2020, right? Right. Um, and when will you start with this MVP product? Uh, first of all, I have to tell you that a lot of companies, they contact, contacted us already a few years ago. Uh, at the time where we where we even haven't the uh, uh, the prototype. So but uh, at the time we were producing the prototypes, even more companies came up to us and showed their interest uh, in this in, in our system. 
-hmm. Some of them found out about our patents and contacted us. Some saw us in the internet. And um, uh, in the meantime, the first investors came on board. Till now, we have about, I believe, nine investors, which enabled mm -hmm. us to um, to create uh, uh, the first prototypes. And now, actually, uh, we just fi uh, finalized uh, the prototype phase. And uh, in this year, we uh, we are starting the MVP phase. So this is actually the the very important year where we will create the first product which we will launch into the market. And in the meanwhile, we will uh, test it with custom pilots. Uh, mm -hmm. There is one or two you can see on our website. And uh, uh, the companies shown on our website are actually only the tip of the iceberg. So there are a lot of more, lot, lots of more companies uh, which we are talking to and which are interested in, in using uh, our system in the future. Mm -hmm. I see. Are you, you've just talked about investors. Are you open to talk to new investors, potentially new investors? Absolutely. I would love to. We have, we have started our third funding round right now. And, uh, uh, I love to invite everybody who is quite uh, interested in, in our project. Our project is uh, groundbreaking. Uh, it's, it's disruptive. It will change a whole market, an entire market. And, uh, uh, what I can say is, uh, uh, I'm very deep in this business and uh, um, I, I know what it is about. And I believe that we can make this thing very, very big. I do believe those are pretty amazing closing words. Martin, thank you very much for being a guest here on my podcast. Um, thumbs crossed for your future success. And um, I do believe we will link down here in the show notes your LinkedIn profile so investors could reach out to you as well as your company website and a little bit more. Thank you for being a guest here. Thank you for having me, Joe. Thank you very much. And thank you to your Heston Trade and Invest and the European Enterprise Network for sponsoring this episode. Have a good day. Bye, guys. Bye. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.